folks, if you've been tuning in for over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. My favorite feature, and Waz, I know you're all about this. It's just two taps and you check out. That's yep. my favorite feature. Like, because sometimes in you and think, out, in and out. Sometimes you think, man, I want to get. I just want to get in and out of this thing, right? Like, I want to. Like, I just want to. I want it to be real quick. I got. I got things to do tonight. I decide I want to go to a game. I want to go to a show. Last minute, boom, tap, tap. You're done. You're spent. Money's spent. You just get to get out of there. Now, all of a sudden, you got tickets. That's what we're looking for. Game time is hooking you up for the holidays, by the way, with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or the App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, the redeem code, The Athletic. Like this website, The Athletic. That's your redeem code. Once again, The Athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. It's only available for the first 1,000 people who redeem that code. So go there now and redeem it with the code The Athletic. It expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st. Yeah, like two weeks. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets with game time. Welcome to the Back-to-Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I left my window open last night in my office. It's so cold in here. Oh, really bad move since I'm on the first floor. But... Oh next to a, I'm next to a police station, so it's like the safest place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was strategic on my part. Sure, yeah, no, you, you it's it's almost entrapping. not because of I'm worried about criminals. I'm you be worried about the cold. It's 52 degrees in here right now. Oh my god, 52. My desk is like frozen. <laughs> I love it. Dave do four. Seth is part of this now. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. You see, I did. You didn't expect it there, though. You no, didn't I expect did. it. No, as soon as I you heard Seth. <laughs> Seth, do people call you part now? What's your nickname? Seth Dog? Uh, Seth Dog? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> How much time you got, Seth? It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> what was your nickname? You had to have one, right? We don't talk Seth about is that. one syllable, Jade. Well, actually, maybe he could be Sethy, like you're JD. JD. You were hoops, right? Yeah. They, when they yelled at you, what they say? It was either Seth or Partner, usually. In other sports, it was other things. But so that's a name. long time ago, and we don't talk about that. Oh. Was it yeah. like Meatball? No. <laughs> yes. Meatball. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Badminton? Offensive lineman? Ping pong? What was it? He was, he was a curler. Curler? You were a curler? No, I just made that oh. up. Oh, Shane oh. oh. <laughs> got so excited. We were about to do a whole pot on curling. A, yeah, who's a curler? You Seriously. Know? By the way, freshman football, Jade, my um, my defensive line coach called me Kamikaze Swazi because he didn't know how to say my name. Wow. And then he said to me, um, "See, I could call you Kamikaze, but we can't call Quak, my teammate, who was Korean, by the way. Wow. Kamikaze, because that's racial. Oh my God." Now it's Kami Swazi. That's like nine things wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. a whole buffet of problematic. <laughs> yeah. My God, it's freezing. Nah, it's really cold. Did you get snow, sure, Jade? Uh, ice. We got ice. Johnny Athletic. What's happening? Where are you? I am uh, in my car. Oh, are you are you getting a storm? 
He lives in Minnesota. Perpetually. Yeah. Perpetually. <laughs> It's 48 degrees oh. here right now. It's pretty oh. chilly. Yo, pretty chilly. it's yeah. fucking 33 degrees here in Salem, Oregon. It is awful. Whenever I think of Minnesota, I just think of that scene in Fargo when she goes to visit the guy shoveling the snow in the driveway. Yeah. That's about right. You know that? <laughs> He's got in the, that su- in the giant jacket. In the summer? That's that you can't right. even see his face. Like, yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest movies of all time. Fargo. That's tremendous. That you're accomplishing the wood chipper there. <laughs> yeah? Well, so I'm tending bar down there at Eklund and Swedlin's last Tuesday, and this little guy's drinking, and he says, so where can a guy find some action? I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, what kind of action? And he says, woman action. What do I look like? And I says, well, what do I look like? I don't arrange that kind of thing. And he says, but I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, yeah, but this ain't that kind of place. Uh-huh. He says, oh, so I, I went to college in Minnesota. That came out my freshman year of college. People were alternatively laughing hysterically and really angry at that movie. So many people here were offended. Native, really? Native Minnesotans were so offended by the portrayal but i i couldn't i thought it was hilarious like i, I embraced it was it accurate like yeah I, oh, I, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah like you, like you really hear it in the suburbs like in the yes. suburbs it's like yeah. oh my god that is yes. so accurate in the city not so my little bit but not so much but in the suburbs Ooh. just yeah when, the, when, the, when those two get. girls were like chaska wait <laughs> bear lake go bears <laughs> go bears yeah he says, oh, so I get it. So you think I'm some kind of jerk for asking, only you don't use the word jerk. I understand. Then he calls me a jerk, says last guy thought he's a jerk, is dead now. So I don't say nothing. He says, what do you think about that? And I says, well, that don't sound like too good a deal for him then. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, he says, yeah, that guy's dead, and I don't mean of old age. And then he says, geez, I'm going crazy out there at the lake. White Bear Lake? Yeah, well, at Eklund and Sweden, that's closer to Moose Lake, so I made that assumption. Who was it that was offended, though? Was it the governor or something? It was a little. It, it hit. It hit a lot close to home for some people. I think. It's also. It's a very sensitive city. It, yeah, and I mean, you, look. Yeah, look, our whole thing is everyone thinks we're just Hoth from Star Wars all year long, and so then you have. <laughs> Yeah, and that. it's really only seven months. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's it's yeah. just a quick. Well, you blink and it's over, and right. and then, uh, but then yeah, then you have the accent that kind of implies that we're just a bunch of yokels, and so it you know people uh, people were offended a little bit. No, I would say from April to like late September, it might be my favorite city. Like it's oh, it's, it's amazing in those months, but those other months. Ooh. Live show, John. Could you say yokel every show from now until oh the end of the tournament? I will do it. Well, James, <laughs> we will do numbers if we go to Minneapolis. We got Johnny Athletic there. That's the thing is because I, I couldn't be mad because I sound exactly like the people in Fargo in the movie. Like it's like I can't. What do you mean? This is a real life. This is exactly the way we sound. Are you people from um, Scandinavia? Your people. Well, uh, mo- most of my people are from poland <laughs> um we have some scandinavians mixed in though yeah well, it's like accent a haitian of his people are from africa what the hell is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah chicago and then Milwaukee. there's a little section in northeast minneapolis that's all polish there's still churches that do services in polish so did nice clothes nice clothes didn't it nice closed it oh. reopened okay it, re- it reopened but it's a it's a shell of its former self can you get fresh pierogies not not at Nye's, but there are a couple of places uh, not far from where I live that you can. Wait, what? What? Why is Nye's a we, shell now? 
Uh, so they they built a, uh, one of those luxury condos right there instead. Oh, that's right. And then yeah, they yeah, put yeah. it basically, they like put a new Nyes in that. And that's it's just true. like, come on, man. Like, what is that, like 24th and Lindale, somewhere right around there? Am I, am I close? Th- no, that one's, uh, it's, that's in St. Anthony, right on. Right oh, no, St. no, 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 I'm thinking, thinking I'm of thinking, Stacey Club, right? I'm thinking of Liquor Lyles. Liquor oh, Lyles, yeah. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. And that's been this edition of Minneapolis Bars. <laughs> Well, thanks a bunch, Mr. Mora. You're right. It's probably nothing. But thanks for calling her in. Sure. Looks like she's going to turn cold tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Got a front coming in. Yeah, you got that right. Lock it in! In transition, Wade finds James! Grab that put it under your Christmas tree. Welcome to the Basketball Buds edition of the Back-to-Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Who do we got today? We got we got Johnny Athletic, John Krasinski, what? Seth Partner. We got Dave Dufour. We got Wazzy Lambert, our style and drip correspondent. We got Jade Hoy producing. And you know what we got, guys? It's like a, what I like to call a, uh, a, a mailbag episode. A mailbag. Nice. We're going to be in our bag, Waz. You know, um, when I first started listening to um, the Levitard show, one of my favorite things when I first started listening was that he pointed out that um, having callers call in and talk and blah, blah, blah on the radio was a hack move because it was just getting them to do the content for you. And ever since that day, every time I hear callers on the radio, um, I think of Lebertard and how he pointed out to me that it was a big radio hack move. Um, we're doing the equivalent of that right now. With yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, Waz. Let me tell you, Waz. As someone who... Yeah, as someone who uh, you know hosts a radio show on NBA Channel Sirius XM, uh, three three days a week. Uh, when I start taking calls, you know I am fresh out of material. I am fresh <laughs> out of things to talk about. That is the only time I take calls. That is when I'm just like, man, I don't have it this segment. I used up all my stuff in the last segment. So, you know, congrats to idea. our listeners. That's a, hey, that's a good You're idea welcome. though for Nerder. I'm thinking, Seth. I think we need people to actually call in. We're gonna take it next oh, level. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, not not even just the voicemails, right? Live calls. Can we update lo- the mailbag term? Because this is like a Twitter bag, right? Twitter uh, bag, yeah. Tweet yeah, bag, it's bag. something like tweet that. Bag? Oh, yeah. Tweet, tweet bag, bag sounds like an bag. insult. It's like it really the tea bag in us, right, well, Oh man, all right, well, tweet bag sounds like a, like an amount that you're getting at a dispensary. Why well, they are dropping stuff on us? So maybe that's I don't want to be a tea bag. This <laughs> <laughs> uh. This got away from us. This already got away from us. Yeah, let's. uh... (laughs) All right. This is from Carmelbo at the underscore Carmelbo. Anything, and I mean anything, y'all can offer based on real info about potential move movement by the Pistons. They probing teams on the max guys to blow it up, looking for another bad all in trade. Love the show. Hang ten, hang loose emoji. Um, So this is what I know about the Pistons situation. Uh, they have taken calls over the last two years, uh, maybe longer, but definitely last two years on Andre Drummond. So I think they'll still expect to take calls, especially with him potentially opting out. Um, I think they're worried about Blake Griffin looking so terrible, guys. And uh, the whole move for the last like year or so has been, let's get Reggie Jackson out of here because we don't like him. I don't know if that brings in any actual movement because I think those are three sort of difficult contracts to move just at the trade deadline, uh, even though two of them might be expiring. It's just, it's big money. Um, but I don't know that I expect the Pistons, Dave, to to really make a move here. 
or, or a serious move. I mean, how like how valuable is a broken, maxed out Blake Griffin, right? Like yeah. this is sort I mean, of like the question. Kevin Love conversation we had where, you know, how do you move a guy whose contract is that big and still has so much time left on it and is not, I'm not going to call him. I mean, right now, Blake is a shell of himself, but what's he going to look like when he gets healthy? I don't know. But right now he's not Blake Griffin that we remember. So there's that. That's one thing with Blake. What with Andre Are Drummond. Are any of us, Dave, honestly? Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> well, with, with, with Andre Drummond, I know that like the owner is a big fan of Drummond, and think about how often that comes into play. And so Drummond might not get moved just because they want to keep him and give him a big contract just because he's well-liked by ownership. So, you know, I don't know. I, I Someone asked me this the other day, and, and I really don't know how to feel about the Pistons. They're, they're perpetually in the middle of the pack. They clearly could – you know, use a rebuild or, or a shakeup. But I just don't see how you get it done, in particular that Blake Griffin contract. It's going to be really hard to move. Well, the other part of it is, right, I mean, it, historically, Tom Gores has wanted to be in the playoffs. That's been important to him, right? So yeah, get those um, two games of playoff revenue. Yeah, I, I know. But that's he. if he's going to be laying that groundwork, the first thing that you would have to do if you're even going to try to blow that thing up and, 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 and start over is to convince the owner that that's the way to do it. And then if you do have those contracts that are difficult to move, that makes it even harder to go that route. Now I know that Shams Sharania has, has kind of reported obviously that, that Reggie Jackson is available. Uh, yeah, there's some sort of, <laughs> he's been available by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, there's speculation, you know, Jeff Teague, Reggie Jackson type of a move if if the wolves, the wolves are looking for a point guard, but I don't think that they're really all that interested in Reggie. So I, I think they're going to have a hard time kind of retooling on the fly if that's what they want to do and, and move into a rebuild. They may kind of be forced to try and nip and tuck at the sides just to see if they can add a piece or two that would put them into that eight or seven seed in the playoffs because if you can't, totally bottom out it it doesn't make sense to go that way yeah and it might not even be something that takes they might not even need to make a move anyway to get to the playoffs right they're a game and a half out Blake Griffin's been terrible he's missed half the season like they've they've been awful and yet they're still in the mix because it's the east that's right yeah it's 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 right there for them and and guys I mean the west is that way now too um so you know maybe we'll get to that a little bit later but uh the bottom you know six seven eight nine ten is is about as muddled in the West as it is in the East. And so I wonder even just in general in the trade market, is that going to make other teams want to be more aggressive and try and buy? And because they they see that the you're not gonna have to win 46 games or 47 games to get in the playoffs, or are are our teams gonna be less inclined to make deals because they're like, hey, look, we're right. We're right in the mix as it is. We might as well just ride this thing out and see what happens. Yeah, Blake Griffin, to Dave's point, Blake Griffin, 34.4 this year, 36.8 next year. And then the year after that, a $38.9 million player option. I'm going to guess, in the words of, you know, in the voice of (laughs) Nate Duncan, I think he's going to pick up that option. (laughs) Rusillo can report that right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just looking at their roster, like the one guy who would probably draw interest is the one guy who uh, basically everything you hear is that they're just not just 
know is, is Luke Kennard. And if they're, you know, what's, what is their, you know, unless you're starting to talk about like packaging picks, you know, what's the point? And like Drummond, man, he's a nice player. Yeah. He's been really good for them. No, but, but if you can't even like, if you can't even discuss the, like the one thing that, that teams might want, like what, what are you, like, what are we doing? Like, there's not, there's no moves to be made if 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 you're if the only stuff you're offering is you know kind of expired almost like right. Drummond would be could be an interesting on an expiring he just makes so much money that there's it's just hard for I think it would be hard for a team who might be interested to just get to that number um, like he yeah, could you know, he'd be in the scary Terry zone of untradeableness uh oh. Mm. <laughs> you know, Drummond, Drummond could be interesting for a team like Portland, uh, potentially. If, yeah. if they feel like he's going to opt out, he'd be a huge upgrade over Whiteside, and Whiteside's yeah. an expiring. But yeah, I mean, the the question is, you know, is he going to opt out? I, I think he's going to. You got to dangle, you gotta dangle some, multiple picks if that, or would you just take one pick? Do you yeah, think? I don't know. If you're I don't Portland, know. they they would have to give up something. Yeah, you know, besides I mean, they, just there's the expiring, be a, there's got to be a good sweetener for it, and that's yeah, and that's but, probably only if that's probably only if Tom Gores believes like, oh yeah, we're not going to resign, right? But Portland Trump. is in a similar situation to Detroit, you know, yeah. where where it's like you're not going to do anything this year. Just be honest about it and start looking forward. Which I think if they if Portland makes a move, that's what they're going to be doing is making a move for next year. So I don't know if Drummond. You know, there's like Steven Adams trades out there and things like that. I just don't know. Well, what do they need? They, they've got they've got Nurkic coming back. What do they need like, at some well, point? For? At some well, point. If, if, the, if the idea is that you don't believe Nurkic is going to be close to 100% yeah. when he comes back right. for this season, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I don't yeah, know. How, I don't know why anyone, I don't know why, season, I don't know why anyone expects him to, though. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, well no, that's but this season, thing. this season, they're kind of, you know. You can. I think you can close the book on them doing anything meaningful this season, anyway. So, like Dave sure, saying, but, but they if they're, like if they're going after, yeah, like if they make a Kevin things. Love trade, it's it's eyeing next season. It has nothing to do with with this year. I mean, I think at this point they kind of know. I don't know where they, they are. I mean, they're still going to try to make the playoffs. Back. Yeah, but I mean, but they're just not good. No, they're not. No, 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 no. They're not good, but still, like, right. There's still the whole we still made the playoffs after all that that terrible start, right? Like they'll. Oh, yeah. You can market the hell out of that. Yeah, and they probably will. Make yeah. And, and who wants Dame to see Dame little. in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> That's you right. Know? Like Drew Holiday. So. <laughs> wow. Not too wow. soon. Not going to have to worry. Not going to have to worry about that. Not going to have to worry about that. All right, let's get to the next Dang. question. Um, this one I'm very interested to hear Waz's uh, answer to. This is from Southern Fried Sushi K Networking. Um, Mars champion 21 on Twitter. Why is the arena music for most teams from the eighties and nineties? Uh, if you could add your own playlist, what are you picking? So I was, I'm interested. You've been to a lot of Clipper games. What do you believe the choices for the, the arena music? Why it's from the eighties and nineties. The Clippers actually play a decent amount of contemporary music, but as with most things in America, you can blame white people for it. (laughs) The game ops just—they just trying to make the customer as comfortable as possible. They're not trying to, yeah, they're not trying to play freaking Scarface or NWA (laughs) or some shit. They—they gotta play, you know, Peter Gabriel and. Well, mm. Hold on, I don't know. I've heard Peter Gabriel <laughs> in arena. Just thinking about the whitest name you could possibly too. come up with. Yeah. 
why can I can I ask this? Why why do we still play rock and roll part two in stadiums? A the song sucks, and B like you know, dude is a predator. So right. maybe mm, we should, it's a great yeah, question. You know. It's a great question. Yeah, I, I, I he's an apex it. predator, and it's sports, so you want to reward, you know. <laughs> The guys that are at the top of their game, you know. Yeah. I uh, I actually hate in arena music in general. Um, I I would rather just hear an organ like the old days because, especially here in San Antonio, which is the loudest arena, like they have the loudest in arena entertainment. Uh, it's it's routinely like ninety five to a hundred decibels. Ooh, you, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's either them or Cleveland, right? Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's is like ask we, next time we have Howard Beck on, we should ask him about the the Cleveland game ops because he does not like it. <laughs> yeah, I've started wearing headphones because it's so loud, and, and so like, you know, I don't know. I guess the whole thing is like the game is not entertaining enough, so we have to have all this crap happening at all times. But personally, I'd I'd rather just like watch also, the game. Quick note about game ops: I think it's pretty um, crass that the Clippers use Nipsey Hustle music. Um, to start the game, it's just like so corporate and disingenuous. And the guy was a Laker fan, and like, I don't know, it just makes me feel a way, especially because he like the way that he died. Like, if he died of old age and natural causes, and they decided to do that, like the guy tragically died, and now you're like shoehorning his legacy into your little product that you're trying to sell. It's um, it's ugly. Just wanted to note that. I wonder if that was a player decision. If there were player influence, I could I see that. Say. Yeah, I could see that. It also well, could we, just be like LA, LA. Like we're gonna have yeah, LA. Like I could also see it being that, but I do wonder if that was like a Kawhi. It, no, but it it, it fits thing. in with the Clippers whole like, and they have to do it. Like you have to be self delusional when you're the Clippers, right? Like their whole thing is our city, our way. Like, um, I told that, that whole marketing plan is so bad. You know what I'm saying? But this it's, fits into that, right? Like this whole L.A., we're crafting in our own image, blah, blah, blah. Like I was at, I forgot what the game was, but they said, <laughs> this is our city. And I was like, mm, really? Yeah, totally, this is guys. our house. And I was like, mm, no, it's actually not. <laughs> I mean, second billion. Really, how much gold is in the stands next time they play the Lakers in a home game? And then they said, this is our team. And I was like, okay, that's okay. You can right, one for three. That. Hey, one for three will get you in the Hall of Fame in baseball, right? Like, I mean, it's not, not terrible. It will also get you $19 million a year from the Charlotte Hornets. Go one for three. No, that's yeah. all right. Hey. That's not all right. Uh, Let's go to Chris at coach underscore Chris underscore. Which all-star has the biggest chance of getting moved now that we're after December 15th? Ooh. I get technically D'Angelo Russell, even since, though I don't, I don't expect him to get traded until the summer. Like, yeah, D'Angelo Russell is an all-star. Whatever. I mean, he's literally, he's a, he technically was an all-star. I think yeah, Kyle Lowry, I think fun. there's a good chance he gets traded. That, I mean, that's like a, that could be a championship swing piece. For, for a team like Milwaukee, you the know, Lakers could you get him in the trade. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of teams that could really use Kyle Lowry and he's so much better. Oh my, you know, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And Masai, you know, he comes across like, uh, he's kind of like on the fence about what to do, but I, oh, I think please. that if, if they make the right offer, I think Lowry is available. Yeah, he's another uh, one. Yeah. He's another one that has a, just a tough number to get to for for a team to right. yeah. team to trade for. He's, yeah, 
He's making he's making thirty three. But at least he's still year. good. Unlike, no, yeah, I know, no, but I'm just saying, like from a, a thirty three million. Like million and yeah, like yeah. Get, like yeah. so you got to get to twenty seven. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, and then you have you know teams that have hard cap luxury tax concerns, blah blah blah, and it's just you know you get into that much money, you're starting to it's hard to get there and not deal like important players, and then that becomes. You know, then then that just lowers the chance of it happening substantially. Just because oh, I don't know if we can. You know, he's an important part of our rotation, and, and then that just like puts more impetus towards no than yes. So I just I I have a hard time seeing that uh, during a season. Should we call him Demar Derozan as a as an All Star? I mean, might as well throw Lamarcus in there. Yeah, I mean the Spurs just don't make I mean, in season trades. That's the that's the big issue. They better. I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I agree. Yeah. Unless uh, they're planning to lock him up long term. Right. Which, I mean, you know, would fit. <laughs> I, I I have opinions on that. Yeah. yeah like, they they should move DeMar. Uh, they should try to move LaMarcus. And they should, you know, kickstart the rebuild. But I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think probably Lowry is the, the guy most What's- likely. Once they did the whole, all right, we're just going to give Kawhi away for DeMar DeRozan, like, we kind of threw logic out the window, right? Um, So who knows what they're trying to do? They're probably still trying to win. And the Bertans thing, oh, they got to be sick over there. Yeah, that that's the killer, man. Yeah, they, but they he are, wasn't playing. They're pretty you want to talk about an all-star get, might get moved this year, that might yeah, be the guy. That's true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, He's though, untouchable. Seth, like, he's killing it, dude. That guy is untouchable. I would, I wouldn't move him for James Harden. Also, what I like about Bertans is like, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, it's a mailbag. Let's have some fun. God dang, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, and you know what's so funny about that, um, John? When 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 they played the Clippers this year, I never really paid attention to Bertans, but I'm watching this game and I'm like, yo, this guy like. He clearly thinks he's as good as Kawhi Leonard or anybody. Like, he really yeah. feels that way, and he plays that way. And I just thought that was so dope. Like, I'm he, like, yo, this he, guy, like, plays with a huge amount of confidence. Dude. He's yeah. he's confident like 2016 Steph Curry right yeah. now. Exactly. He's, he's who, throwing up he's everything. Who, yeah, well, he's who uh, Mirza Toledovic always thought he was. So right? they like, basically have told him there's no such thing as a bad shot. Yeah. Which and is great. shoot like that. <laughs> that oh, that's that's seven percent. Yeah. yeah. I uh, love yeah. it. That guy's insane. But but I don't think they're gonna move him. I mean, it sounds no. like they're not going oh, they to want to keep that's him. it. Why would you? Yeah. Holy cow, that's a I mean, nice piece. That's that's the well, you know, now you just gotta I mean, get two guys to play with him. That's the number one yeah. guy on your big three. <laughs> I mean, he's he is the most like just because he has a he has a, a contract that's easy to get to and such an obvious, like, you know. A, a kind of a, a a ready game for a a playoff level team like a like a later round playoff level team. I mean, I think that like no, we want to hang on to him. That's you know that's mm-hmm. that's marketing on on well, but he like, so you know pony up a good pony up a good first rounder and we'll talk right. Kind of, kind I, of I think and everybody's available for for the right price, but he so yeah. he's an unrestricted free agent this summer, and I think yeah. the big thing is that the teams that have money are like Atlanta, Memphis. Cleveland, Atlanta right? Atlanta could use him. He would work really well at the four next to John Collins. 
when they want to go smaller. I mean, like the guy can just, he can really fill it up. But the, the issue is that number, right? Are they going to go to the 16 or 17 million that, that, we, you know, I've been talking to people about. That's a Man, lot. I think so. They've Man, just I got all that money. Are, are you as agent? Are you talking? So do the Wizards want to match it? That's that's my question. I think that that's what it boils down to. So, um, if I'm the Wizards, no. If I'm the Hawks, yeah, I'm thirsty. I think we, I think, I think we legit might see like a Ryan Anderson contract, like 480. Yeah, I mean, that's a big number, but like, that wouldn't surprise me. You're getting more players get more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Atlanta, that money's basically burning a hole in their pocket. They know they're not a real free agent destination. Burn a hole in their pocket, even though they. <laughs> and you know you they, think, they're desperate to get competent yet? people. Um, they they're desperate to get competent people over there. Trey Young's already bitching. Like, goddamn, give me some players. Yeah, you I mean, know. Do you, so do you guys think, that, you guys think that Trey Young is gonna be a draw though? Like he, like you know, this, the way this, he this, passes, I think he should yeah, be. Man. I think he the should way he be. passes, I do. But the way NBA See, the, players, here's work, what I, I don't know that it actually happened. You know. I, I, kinda, this, I don't, I don't mean this summer, but in, in a couple of years, yeah. yeah, I think so. But uh, like you, you, guy who you want to play with, you look at him, you look at John Morant and I, you know, right. One of them, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you watch them play and I think Ja looks like a lot more fun to play with than, than, than Trey. Like Trey, it's oh, a little bit like Trey, Trey's, Trey's up, a little man. bit of like the James Harden go stand in the corner while I do this thing. And yeah. I, I think it's, I think that's cause he's playing with scrubs, honestly. Like, that's how you, and those say, that's, how he, that's how he played in college. Yeah, but he was playing with scrubs in college. He was playing yeah, with like, scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, like they, they're and rightfully so. They're committed to playing their young guys like Hunter, like Kim, um, and they're playing in big minutes, and they suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's playing with bad players right now. Not that they're not going to get better and improve, and you know, hopefully become competent rotational. NBA players, but they freaking suck, Zach. I'm sorry. Those guys stink. No, I mean, they're, they, they're defending at a historically bad level right now. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they've been horrendous. Um, all right, next question. Not a question, but Untuck It should be the NBA official provider of jerseys. <laughs> but then they'd always be hanging out, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So then you'd be getting technicals. Sam, Sam, at the Sam man, twenty two. This is the worst idea you've ever had. It's weird, it's weird to love free throws so much. They need you need like throws. there's a up in here. I don't know if they're in other parts of the country, but here there's a Duluth Trading Company, oh, yeah. and they have um, extra long shirts that you tuck in so that when you're you know doing the plumbing work at home that you're doing all the time, Zach, and you're you don't have the plumber's crap. Oh, so yeah, your, you your shirt covers it. So maybe that's what they need. John, John when yeah. you're doing plumbing work and you have pants on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can wear that's a long it. shirt as you want. It's not gonna... That's good. That's a good point. Please yeah. wear a really long shirt when you don't have pants on. <laughs> All right. Bombas at MN Twins underscore Wolves. Do the Hornets need to trade Devontae Graham to rebuild? They might, guys. He might be too good for them. <laughs> yeah. They might He's lose too him. Good. Well, they might lose him. He's, He's a draft rule, isn't he? Yeah, he 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 would be subjected or, to the arenas provision, but uh, yeah, he's really good. I mean, what what could you get for Devonte Graham? You get Davis Bertans, I bet. Yeah, well, yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, the problem is he makes like nothing, right? Right, like, he makes like less than two million. Yeah, yeah, he makes you'd no have to money. get a bunch of picks, right? Yeah, you, yeah, or after him. 
I think I, I think that he should be considered a long term piece for them. You know, if they I, I'd start working with him now and and see if you can lock him up this summer. He's really really good. And actually, Rozier has played okay next to him. So when they, yeah, when they like, put him, I mean, the team's been bad with those two in the game, yeah. but they they individually played really well together. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, maybe you got yeah. something you can build on. I don't know. For me too, like for like for a franchise like Charlotte that isn't draw isn't going to draw a bunch of free agents. When you get a success story that you grabbed and developed, helped develop into a really good player, like it's important to hold on to those guys. I think, um, yeah, you know, if you barring some sort of Godfather offer for him, you want to be able to build your franchise on those success stories, the ones that you got in with low value and he just turned into a player. Um, Rod Boone, you know, our Charlotte writer for the athletic had a good story today about just you know, the, the, the player development aspect of what Borrego is trying to do. And that's a big W for that. Shouts to Jay so, Hernandez too. Yeah. Um, Jay Hernandez Walker yep. swears by that guy. Yep. Uh, he had a big part from what I understand, um, talking to some people down there that this dude lived in the gym with the coaches this summer. Like he didn't yeah. do his own working out. Oh, I'm going to go do this. He, he, he worked out with the coaches and he's like, all right, let's do it. And you know, that's a big part of what he's been able to do this season. But I just, I don't know, man. Like he was freaking bad last year. I can't remember the, oh, like was, the last time right. I yeah. saw this. He like there were no flashes off. last season of like, oh, this guy's going to be like a really good NBA player. He was bad. Talking about like not looking at the basket bad as soon as he touched the ball. I'm like, what's the point of this guy? And then inevitably he'd come in the game whenever Kemba had to sit and they would just start getting blown out. Um, and now he's the best player on the team. It's crazy, man. So I want to take the kind of the opposite tack of, uh, of, of John there. Um, I think it is important to like find these guys and, and, and you know, show and, and, and you know, get the diamond in the rough going. I think that a lot of teams tend to over like, place excess value on them right. because we <coughs> uncovered we uncovered this guy and you know that's that's great but the point of doing that is part of the point of doing that is now we have you know we just have more overall talent and but if someone is going to say oh man you like you got something there let me give you this you know this haul for him like and and then teams are going to just say no because like no he's a he's a success story so we're going to keep him around when that's just you know you're you're putting almost excess value on top of it because we found him as a as a second round pick as an undrafted pick and it's just well no you 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 already kind call of call a finder's you know, a, fee Seth yeah no but so you, <laughs> yeah but you 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 have to take no, the I'm finder's kidding. fee to I, get I it I hear what you, you I hear what you're you saying to, teams, you know if someone's yeah so teams I start think, jerking I think themselves off to the guys that they found. Yeah, I think that Danny Ainge for the last 40 years. I mean, you know, you said it, not me, but (laughs) (laughs) that was that wasn't actually the first team I was thinking of. But, you know, yeah, it was 100 percent the first team I was thinking of. So name, a genius draft reference that I'm missing right now. No, no, no. Danny Ainge is the genius at drafting, get all these assets and stuff. And then, you know, they never resign them because the guys actually aren't that good. Except they did resign Jalen Brown. That's good. Well, no, Jalen Brown is good. They're gonna yeah, he's actually good. You know, and you know what good. they're gonna do They'll with Tatum? Yeah. Max <laughs> Mount was. 
right. I'm done. I'm done trashing that kid. Walt at Hoop Fiasco. Is it me or has Kuzma looked out of place in LA when he's been healthy? So these are the two things that I would take away from Kuzma getting back into the mix so far. Uh, one, three-point shooting's been very good. That's a plus, right? We didn't like first year he was good, second year he was bad. I will Third say, year, Zach, I predicted this. The shot, the shot looks good. Um, also, his role I think has dramatically changed in that he's just a finisher now on plays, right? Like he's an outlet. Before he was making plays or making, you know, not making a lot of plays, but he was making a lot more plays for others. Now it's just when he catches the ball, that thing's going up. I, I uh, stop me if you, if you guys have heard this one before, but uh. He, he had that ankle injury, and oh. I think that, you know, when these early season ankle injuries, we, we've seen this before, it might be late February, March before he looks normal. Running yeah, around I think that's fair. Yeah, and so I, I think that, you know, and for the Lakers, they're so good that they can afford to have him struggling a little bit and trying to work himself back into, you know, into shape yeah. and strengthen that ankle. This is, a, this is a luxury for them, and for all they really care about is that he's able to come off the bench and contribute come April, May, and June. Look, man, so, has he ever it, been it, good? Hold on. Yeah, so that's has the thing, Has he ever been right? good? Well, he's well, had I mean, numbers what is that? because how many, of high volume. But, but like, how, many, how many players in the first two years are actually yeah, good? Like, like, it's a yeah, super yeah, small no, percentage. But, but, no, no, yeah. But he hasn't. He also hasn't been, you know, he's, 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 he's shooting 36% from three, and that's, that's like – that's passable. Like that that's is not the enough. kind of honestly, Seth. Like if you're, average, no, no, if that's you're the basically, Lakers, basically average. Your, your goal, your goal when the playoffs come down is to have a five-man lineup. Obviously, Bron and KD, three guys that can reasonably, reliably make a three around them. Yeah, would and you play I mean, decent defense? Like that's what you're praying for. And you so, know, why would you ever play him over Jared Dudley? If you if you want if you want reliable three point shooting and reliable defense, well, like, because he has that added component of potential playmaking, right? Like potentially being able to take some guy off the dribble on a screen. yeah, attack like a hard closeout or whatever. It's, I, it's I, all theoretical, I but you know, I, I, also I get like it. how much of this is how much of this matters this year with Kuzma like getting to a point like I mean it matters in a little bit but it's going to matter they're going to need him it to might. do something in the playoffs it might unless R- Rajon Rondo actually makes threes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, it, it might know, it might matter I've but said like my I think it's still it's still a Seth future basically like yeah fuck off bro yeah i mean <laughs> No, because it's because then it's like it's like, hey, he's hitting 37, 38 percent of his three. I'm like, yeah, he's taking two wide open threes a game. Like it's yeah. you know, you're going to hit some. Not, um, well, but the same the with, form like, looks with, good, though. Like it looks decent. Well, good the for him. Look good in college, too. They just didn't really go in. For him. Like they've <laughs> Kuzma's been interesting, though, right? Because like you we look at as Seth the same with all the numbers and, and kind of the actual production and it's meh. But he he carries himself like a star. Like he has the he's 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 wearing the, so does Waz. the, the crazy so does Nick Young. Like yeah. <laughs> and I know. But like it seems like he has sort of kind of convinced some people that I think just the way that he rolls and his swag and all that, everyone kind of assumes that maybe he's actually better than he actually is. Well, you is want to talk him about a guy that convince people hey. or is it purple and gold that convince people? Yeah, right. That's See, what it now, is. 
if I were the Lakers, I'd be trying to convince some other team that he actually is a star. But he hasn't shown anything. That's the problem, right? Well, this is my all right. This is my other problem with the conversation is that because we see a bubble of Lakers fans and maybe even Lakers media to a certain extent, but because we see that on Twitter of how people talk about and like, oh, he's a star. Oh, he's gonna be this. Oh, he's gonna be that. I feel like then we try to go the other way to to knock that down as opposed to just like this is what this dude is regardless of the fan base rooting for him regardless of the jersey he's wearing this is what this dude is this is how it matters now this is what he can become in the future no but it's not the fans zach it's also that they clearly prioritize this dude in the trade for a sure sure they clearly made this dude quote-unquote untouchable which was like Think about some of the like first round picks and protections that they gave up. Like, wouldn't you rather they gave him Kuzma? I don't know. No. What if I what if I can move Kuzma in a deal in a year to go get a third guy? And now I've got that trade chip under me. Like I I like we look at it all in the immediate, and the immediate matters because this team's trying to win a championship this year. That's a big but, fifth getting drunk euphemism, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Right but, right. but but that's the thing. We look at it in the immediate and they're trying to win a title this year. And so how he performs within that context matters. Yeah. But in the future, also, that's an asset you can move if you build him. And him. And to Dave's point, he's right. coming back from an ankle thing. He might not be right for a couple. He might not be right all season, right? And, well, and so right. If, he Most guys next are. Year, if we're judging him by my least favorite NBA term, asset, because I remember when Jeremiah Grant or whatever his name is on the Knicks was an asset and people killed the Knicks for trading him. All Jerry the Jerrion, whatever the, yeah. the hell his name was. People were calling him, the Knicks gave up an asset. I'm like, this guy will not be in the NBA in two years. Yes, I get it. He was a first-round pick, so he's an asset. The kid sucks. But people kept calling him an asset. Anyway, I just hate the word asset. But, yeah, he's an asset. But yeah, he's a tra- he's a trade. He's a he's a player that you hope to make a contributor consistently now, and he's a guy that could absolutely be a, a valuable trade asset a year, two years, three years from now. And so I just I like I really think that we're trying like not us specifically in a sense. I'm just talking about the general conversation of like, oh, people have overhyped Kuzma. So let's go the other way. It's like, no, let's just go the right way. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong with this. Cricket. No, yeah. but I I mean my thing yeah. is again, it goes back to the ankle. I, I'm not too concerned. I think Kuzma is fine. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a very good player, but I I you know, I don't think he's I don't, I don't think he's he really is gonna move to your as player, bad right? as he has, right? Yeah. What's that? I don't like guys in their second or third year. Like, yeah, yeah you want to see stuff, but I just like I don't think most of those guys are actually good. We yeah. all we always go off like what they could be in those years. Right. Like, it's the very rare we're like this guy's good now. Is that he's twenty four years old, right? Like, so sure. the, you know how much how much room for growth does this guy have? And if there's none, and you held on to him, you know, thinking that he's gonna uh, appreciate as an asset. Sorry, was, but you know <laughs> that's just how it works. But if you right. held on to him thinking that's gonna happen. At 24 years old, it's just, you know, like the track record's not there. Uh, well, Pascal Siakam being yeah. one of the only guys that well, comes to and, mind. And John knows, like, Andrew Wiggins became an MVP at 24, right? Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's happened right, before, right in front of our eyes. No question. So never, um, uh, never say never. All right. Shoe at S.Sum7. Uh, when does Daryl trade Russ? Russ has been good. Yeah, that's recently, the, right? That's the Iman Shumper, Kevin Love special. Can't trade a guy who's untradeable. Right. Good. Yeah, they actually they pulled off the 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 greatest trade of all time, trading two untradeable assets in one trade. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like because they got Paul the more untradeable. untradeable. Yeah, they got the guy who was worse. So 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know who they could move. I mean, he, so, like, Westbrook has, like, bo- well, he had, anyway, before this season, box office appeal. Like, mm-hmm. OKC would routinely draw, like, on the road, on TV, because of Westbrook. So you could justify it, a, tr- a Westbrook trade for, like, financial reasons, right? Things that had nothing to do with actually winning basketball games. I don't even know that you could effectively make that argument now. I, I mean, think about wh- what team, again, it comes back to the Always the music. Always the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks could. I mean, man, you Always put Russ in New York. I actually, we gotta, we gotta call the league office because that's that actually needs to happen. That's a Always great idea. Yeah. Whenever like, there's a contract Bobby that makes no would be sense, good in Houston too. It, it will Bobby either Portis to Houston. It will figure out end the, the world the or boost the world into into extreme richness. And, and remember, remember this golden rule. Whenever there's a contract that makes no sense for an NBA player of you know more than ten years of service, you have to consider the Knicks as a possibility. No matter what the contract is, who the player is, how decrepit his knees are, um, you have to consider New York as a destination. So that's the thing if you're Daryl Morey and you trade for him, you can always be like, I'd probably get the Knicks to take this dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. It depends on if Daryl's going to, you know, try to take the Knicks job. So I don't, I don't know if he'd want to, you know, he's got to he, think ahead. He's got to get out. You got to get out, Daryl. Um, it's a tough conversation to have, much like talking about erectile dysfunction. It's not easy, guys. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves. <laughs> Lost my mojo. Had a long day at work. Sorry, honey. I'm just not feeling it. Guys, you know, you're not always, you're not always up for the occasion. It's okay to admit it. You're getting old. You're getting up there. You know, that blood's not pumping like it used to. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, totally discreet. You get a free online evaluation with Roman and get ongoing care for ED from all of the comfort and privacy of your own home. They're going to give you two uh, free two-day shipping. It's straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. You're not going to get a package on you know at your doorstep that says boner pills. You're not getting that, guys. The whole process is easy and it's simple. You just go to getroman.com slash back and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete with an online visit today. Waz, just go to GetRoman.com slash back to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash back, Dave, for a free visit to get started. Set. GetRoman.com slash back. The gas station is not a doctor. It is not. That's You know what? That's a good t-shirt. I think of succession is weird. We need better mailbag questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's one. Here's one. Did this is from Nick Velasquez? Did Dave jinxies I the did. Bucks? I did. Oh you said the Bucks God. were going to win thirty straight games. Was that what you were implying? Well, yeah, we win yeah. thirty consecutive. No, games? I was making a joke about yeah. them winning thirty straight, and I just like I, they came back <laughs> against the Mavs. And well, I it said, was, "It's a brilliant tweet." You say, "If right. the Bucks don't lose tonight, they're running this to thirty games." Scheduled tweet every game the Bucks play until thirty. Right, which yeah. is true. Look like a genius. Yes. <laughs> You, you, you definitely like, look like more likely that I jinxed it's it like actually. The team that scores the most points in this game will win. Will win. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a John Madden tweet, a hundred percent. Yeah, I had somebody ask like, you know, how I felt about the Bucks. I mean, to me, they're the best team in basketball right now. They've got the continuity from last year, which matters. Uh, you know, they've got the best player in the league, the reigning MVP. They're the second best offense in the league. They, by the way, their streak snapped 
by the team with the best offense in the league. Yeah, uh, but no Luca. No Luca, but you know, hey, frauds, you know, Dave. Nobody goes frauds. eighty-two and zero. Nobody goes eighty-two and zero. And you know, they've got the best defense in the league. I mean, they have a historic net rating right now. They're just, uh, like they're just, a, and they're, a half. they're a monster. A different form of grit and grind to me, bro. Like paper champions was they're gonna, paper they're, champions? They're gonna not be fantastic. Composed. They won sixty games last year, and and they were two games away from the finals. Like in their first year with a competent coach. Really, a game in a in an overtime period. Away. Right. Yeah. Not, like it's not, it's not in their game. first year with a competent coach. Dang. And guess Fraud. what? They Fraud. came back. They came back this year. Like they have a chip on their shoulder. Like they're also, you know they're they on coach. Not again. a great postseason record either. Like their coach hasn't shown that he's some tactician master. Mike, he just Mike made it to the Fra- conference finals. Mike Fraudenholzer? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Should he have done more with that Atlanta team? I don't know. I think he did too much. He <laughs> too much. He did too much with that Atlanta team. Uh, I got all these people thinking, oh, you can just have a good team that does all around stuff. No, you need a star. <laughs> you need a yeah. star. This isn't a, this isn't a fucking Disney well, he, movie, okay? Tra- you need a I mean, star. What do you mean? The starting yeah. five was the player of the week. Oh, right? player of the right. month. Player of the month. Player of the yeah. month, John. Yeah. Oh, that will well, that will that forever was, be the coolest so award cute. that's ever I think Damari Carroll was good. It was so cute. You know, the Atlanta, that Atlanta team was interesting because they, they, they were definitely and very overtly trying to do Spurs East. Oh, yeah. But they didn't have Tim Duncan. Like, Tim Duncan just gets important. forgotten that's kind of, about. That's an important detail. Yeah, the guy is one of the seven or eight best players to ever play in the NBA, and he's just completely forgotten about because we're all so quick to, you know, uh, give all the credit to Greg Popovich being a brilliant coach, which, by the way, is a very good coach. But Tim Duncan. But he's also like an Eskimo, though, right? Like I don't see him in Uncut Gems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys watch Uncut Gems? Hey. No, Ooh, I, haven't seen, I haven't Yo, seen it yet. It is the most stressed out I have ever been in a movie. Holy wow. cow! You, like, the, you like I was, I was, I never, like, I never get stressed out. I got so stressed for like the last hour and forty minutes of this movie. Like I was wow, I cringing. I'm on the like. It is so well done and so uncomfortable. Nice. Yeah. Uh, free, free solo is a documentary, but if you haven't seen that, and free solo. Yeah, I don't like that. So that also was up there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I watched Free Solo in my own my own living room, and my hands and feet were sweating. <laughs> yeah, man, it'll get you. It'll get you, David. Yeah. It's no, I so I, I went with I went with our friend Mo, uh, and and a couple other friends, and I'm and so like the whole time, like I'm sitting between Mo and and our friend David, and like I'm just like writhing in my seat. I'm cringing, like I just couldn't. Like I was so stressed out. It was it's man, it is. I, we could do a whole episode on uncut gems. Mike Francis, writing it. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely. As soon as I see it, I'm ready for it. Let's so uh, right. let's let's make that happen. We'll schedule that one for Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's do one more question. This is from uh, from Geo at Sport Profit or at the Sport Profit, I should say. Uh, how devastating would losing or not making the NBA Finals? be for the Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers and Clippers, by giving up the future to get their superstars, they've opted for short-term success. By doing that, their margin of error to accomplish their goal is small since the window to accomplish their goal is small. Um, mm, I, I, don't I think it's worse for the Lakers only because of LeBron's LeBron age. LeBron is getting older. Right, yeah, although he doesn't look older. it. Yeah. I, I mean, um, he looks, he looks it compared to 10 years ago, but not like 
year over year, you, there's not a huge drop off from last year. Looks healthy, was yeah, he, it looks I healthy. I don't think he got healthy. For if sure. I'm either one of those teams, I don't think I'm that mad about. I think both teams probably need to get to the conference finals this year, unless they play each other in the second round, right? Um, they need to get to the conference finals this year to feel yeah. like, all right, what I'm doing here actually makes sense. Um, and beyond that, like, I, well, I, well, if I'm either I think, one of I them, can... I like my talent going into next season is what I'm saying. Like, For I still sure. got AD and LeBron, Kawhi and Paul George going in. I put that up against pretty much all of these mother suckers. There you go. Uh, <laughs> family friendly show. Any, any well, of you guys a little bothered by the Clippers? No. No. Dave, you, little... you said the Bucks are the best team. I think the Clippers are the best team in basketball. So really here's my issue, right, is that I, I think, that, like, if you watch the Lakers, this is, like, the new iteration of this team, and they're clearly motivated. They want to beat the doors off everybody. And with the Clippers, they're kind of following Kawhi's lead where, all right, I'm a little bit more chill. I'm just trying to get through the season. Well, Kawhi can do that, right? He, he, he has shown time and time again that he can do it. Rest of those guys haven't shown us anything. I want to see them coming out trying to destroy people. What did the, rest of the Raptors show before Kawhi was they, there? They, they listen, man. Um, what they did to Toronto, by the way, I thought was interesting because that was the first team this season to make them look uncomfortable, make them look stupid, and they blew their freaking doors off. Like they made a point against that team. Like, yeah, you had a nice little game. We wasn't ready for you guys, and they kicked their asses when they played them. So that shows me like they, they have a gear and you know, for me, if, if you're worried, it's like, um, Lou will never gets his calls in the playoffs. Those ticky tack four or five times that he gets every game. Cause he's just smart, knows how to move his body. Um, always gets in front of people. Um, you, you gotta be concerned about that. Cause he hasn't done it in a single playoff, gotten those calls. And, you know, at the end of the day, good playoff defenses are going to force, Jermichael Green, uh, Mo Harkless, uh, Pat Beverly to make wide open shots. And if you think they can make wide open shots in big spots, I don't know what you're concerned about. If you're my 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 only concern with the Clippers is Kawhi's knee. That's my literally my only yeah, concern. That too. That's big. It's a big one. Yeah, but that's my like. I think that team gets to the playoffs relatively healthy. Bro, uh, they have I th- four I think the players that you know can like do something for a fact against pretty yeah. much every team in the NBA. The Lakers ain't got that. Like it's it's a t- like in grand like still right. it's still you got to you got to stop <clears throat> LeBron and, and AD, right? AD that is matters. that's that's a crazy. But like, that's a crazy you, thing to have to do. Do you count on do you think Kuzma's reliable? Do you think Rondo's reliable? I mean, do you think I think Russo's reliable. Do you think like like who's like I, I mean, even Danny, Danny Green is like a Danny, Danny Green sometimes. definitely goes through stretches of yeah. yeah he can he can be a ghost at times but I I'd still like man I'd still kick in the ball ten times out of ten for sure right like I mean I still yes. tr- trust him to knock down shots and and, and make plays but I don't trust um dribbling the playoffs well yeah I don't trust yeah that's that's a good point it looks like he's dribbling a football <laughs> LeBron will um, dribble yeah LeBron will, LeBron will handle the dribbling okay guys. Yeah, but uh, but this team, like with all the guys in and out of the lineup for the Clippers, they're still top seven in offense, top seven in defense. Like that I, I team, think, that team's good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're good. And, um, and again, like they have the most like reliable team to me in a playoff setting. 
Um, again, I, I, I like, you know, you talk to Clippers people and they're like, well, Jim Michael's like a reliable shooter now and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, make that yeah, shit. In the that, 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 yeah. Right. I'm not, like, I'm not you know counting on Jim Michael Green to do it. <laughs> you know, even, yo, even Landry Shamit, who I keep being told is some dead eye shooter. I'm like, mm, I don't know, fam. Like in a big spot, cause this is one thing in a regular season where doc and everybody's encouraging you and you're like the three year old and it's like, Oh, look, he can feed himself and all of that. Like, that's one thing in the regular season, but in the playoffs, when you miss three shots in a row and every single person in the arena is looking at you like, really, motherfucker? Are you going to take that again and again and actually make a couple? Like, I I, I don't see it for a few of those guys. Um, but Do you know his you know, nickname is myself. One A Day? I, I just saw it on Basketball gotta, Reverence. His nickname is One A Day. You got to move on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But wait, so, so back to the original question. I don't. I don't think it's like a complete bust for for the Clippers. I, I actually don't even think it's necessarily a complete bust for the Lakers. I don't. But I think, but I think it's more pressing for the Lakers. Way yeah, I guess, I guess season than they could this um next off season than they could this off season. I guess the only concern would be if there's any part of you that believes Anthony Davis might leave if they don't make the conference finals, right? Like if the Clippers just let's say they meet in the second round, the Clippers destroy mm-hmm. them, sweep the Lakers, Where's right? Like let's go? just say worst case yeah. scenario. Like where's he gonna well, go? That's a, that's a great question. Well, I mean, Jimmy Butler proved you can go anywhere you That's want. That's true. Sign and trade, yeah. Yeah, like like he could they could no, make but, something like, happen. But. Where does he want where does he want to go? Like Well, yeah, that's I mean, so that's why I'm trying to say like I guess there's a 1% chance that like he could just fall out of love with being a Laker and being on LeBron's team. Um and so maybe that's the concern, but yeah, I, I think for, I, don't think I think for both teams like I think the goal for both teams is to win the title this year and win the title next year. And then if after Rich that, we'll Paul see. wants to work in this league again, he can't. Anthony Davis can't. Leave. Like you just so, can't. Yeah, it seems. It seems. I mean, it seems highly <laughs> unlikely, can't. right? Like, you, can't. you yeah. can't do that. You can't. You can't have the, the the franchise move heaven and earth for you, and like, that's a bad look for an agent. Like know, maybe he would want to play with Zion, you know? Oh, thought about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. makes his debut he's, next season, and AD wants. To be I think he's there. had enough beignets, Dave. Uh, maybe uh, that's why AD wanted out. He knew Zion was going to miss this season. And he's like, all right, I'll just come back in a year. Well, you know, get some assets for the team. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you can get like Ingram and Ball for AD. Send them back to LA. It's a good idea. I'm in on this. Um, so I gotta hey, just while we're talking Clippers, quick stat. Uh, They've they've have seven wins over other teams with the top with top ten records in the NBA. That's no other team has more. That's kind of you know we're talking about what teams are doing against everyone else. That's kind of been something that's shown in the past, like a team that's that is that has the high end talent to go deep into the playoffs. So I'm not like the, 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 I'm not super worried about the Clippers right now. Uh, Laker, uh, Lakers are haven't actually played that many. They're only four and three. It, it, it kind of in those those kind of mini league games. So yeah. they have they have kind of a little bit more to prove. So the the two teams that have done so far this year have done best against other top teams are the yeah. Clippers and Sixers, who are this, kind of like of of the of like those top four teams. Those are the ones who kind of what they haven't shown as much. You know, the Lakers and the Bucks have had the big like winning streaks, but like the Clippers and Sixers are fine. They're you know they yeah. maybe haven't. They've maybe dropped a game here or two against a lesser team, and so their records aren't fine as gaudy. Is exactly how I would um, describe the um, Sixers. Like 
they're fine. I'm not worried about because I, you know, I did pick them to win the gold to the finals, and you know, all I care about is my picks because I'm a very vain <laughs> media person. But, um, but they're looking fine. They're looking fine. So I'm still looking like a genius, Zach. I mean, they, uh, well, that's all. That's, they're that's never that's gonna. They're matters. never gonna look good. But they're. Yeah. But right, but, right. You know, but exactly. they look. But that's just kind of gonna be how they play, that's and then the in the playoffs the when the. Yeah. Yeah, when the game moves more towards that, then it's like it's it's we're home. This is also, how we played I all year. Say, Welcome. Um, two of my other predictions were that Denver and Utah would lead the West and wins. Not looking so good. Still time was. <laughs> um, here's my bold prediction right now: either the Lakers or the Clippers will win the title. Mm. Oh my goodness! I know. What? I know. Hopefully we have some like explosion sounds and some some ambulance sounds from from Jade there. I hate to throw an extra production, but um, yeah, either the Clippers or the Lakers will win the title. That's my bold. Or or a drop of like air going out of balloon. I have a big announcement. All right, that's going to be this edition of the Basket Buds podcast. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, if you're subscribing on one of the, like the podcast feeds on the old internet, there, leave us a review. Um, and yeah, don't be stingy. It's holiday season. Throw us five stars. Uh, if you're subscribing to the Athletic, thank you for subscribing to the Athletic. Gift one of those subscriptions to one of your friends and family, or to all of your friends and family. Go nuts this year! Really throw it out there uh, for John Krasinski, for Dave DeFore, for Seth Hartnell, for Wazzy Lambray. I'm Zach Harper for Jade Hoy. Thanks for subscribing, and listening to Basketball Buds. Thompson. Irving spins, puts up the shot, it's good! Kyrie Irving with 3.4 remaining, and the Warriors call timeout. Well, it's Christmas. I mean, if anyone wants to see a Christmas game, Going against a great team like the Warriors. The emotions are high. A lot of great players on the floor at once. It's just great competition in NBA basketball. This is what you want to be a part of as a professional.